It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Hello, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your host, Karen Frazier, and me, Chucky G. Good evening, Karen. I'm glad to see you're back. Good evening. It's good to be back. I know. And how is the I was there. Discussion? I was there for a little bit last oh, week. I know. I know. But how's Jim doing, man? I saw him all pecked out there and sweaty. He so. is absolutely fine. He, he had a little of his plumbing plumbed out, and he's yeah. <laughs> had a little rotor rooter going on there. Had a little rotor rooter in the heart, and now he's fabulous. <laughs> his his cardiologist says he's at the lowest risk for a heart attack that he's been in many years. So really, yeah. wow, that's cool. That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I was checking in with you all the time because I wanted to know what was going on. So. Yeah, I know. I was a little exhausted and wrung out for a while. He um. He came home, I think, Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. I don't remember now. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. So what else is new besides this, the crazy thing you were going through? Anything else new besides the, you know? I gym? took a group. I took the first group fitness class I've taken in 20 years today. Oh. I, I lived. <laughs> you lived? Well, that's always a plus. So, I mean, did you like it? Was it? Did it feel good? Yeah, yeah. It's called Nia, the Nia technique. And I Nia with an N. Is it wait? Is it with an N? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. like Nancy and I yeah. the Nia technique. And okay. um, yeah, I liked it a lot. You do it barefoot, and it's very um, body, mind, spirit oriented, um, mm-hmm. but but cardiovascular at the same time, and very playful and dancey. And yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's. You know, I mean, I just have gone full on woo woo, and that's the way things are. That's good. Nothing wrong with that. My my daughter's decided to join me in working out. So, um, and she's been faithful doing it for weeks now. Comes comes with me all the time. Meets me there when she needs to. Which, of course, that's going to change because now I got a promotion at work. It's going to my hours are going to. I used to have these wonderful set hours. Now they're not going to be so set because you know being in the because your management. Yeah, you got to jump around, but it's okay. I get well, more. Congratulations hours on your. Yeah. Oh, you have you. you have two exciting things in the last week. You have a promotion at work, and you have a new pants size. I see. Yes, I do have a new pants size. I was kind of shocked. And it's, it's a down pants size, not up yes, pants size. Uh, okay. Yes, no, it's an up one. In fact, I found some shorts today. It must have been from when my first was. You know. They have your dude, and uh, so I put them on. I actually pulled them on and pulled them up, and then they went whoop, and fell right down to the ground. I'm like, okay. Yeah, let's go. I have. I got get rid of all of those. Box them up and give them away. Um, <laughs> yes. Don't keep them around as your safety pants. Yes. No. Oh uh, no. Yeah, I went from like a well, you know, because originally when I was over 300, I was like 52 inch waist or something like that. Now it's like I I, I actually am in regular fit jeans at a 46, which is good. And then uh, I think cargo pants. It's because you know pants sizes are so weird. I think it's like 44 or something like that. So that's pretty good. I'm I'm happy. So yeah. you know, but so I, I'm glad my daughter's jumping in with me, and she's um. I'm starting to talk her through the eating process and the portion control. And so she's following and I'm, I'm very happy. Well, that's very exciting. Yes. Well, and Jim has rededicated himself to losing weight too, which is good given that, you know, he just had this, uh, 
I yeah. Heart scare. <laughs> four. They gave him four stints. That's how much plumbing they did. Four of them. That is cr that's yes. crazy. He has a family history of heart disease, and um, I mean, there uh, there's nobody in his family over the age of fifty who doesn't have a freaking stint. I don't think at least one. Wow. So, is it a painful process to, to put the stints in? I don't. I mean, because you say well, he's awake when they're in there, so it's like that's kind of. So creepy. the first time he wasn't awake, the first time he was out. Okay. Okay. Um, this time, yeah, he said it was uncomfortable. So the last time they went through his femoral artery, which is in his leg and his groin. Yes. Yeah. This time they went in through his wrist, which oh. is a much quicker recovery process. But, I mean, they were in there for two hours, and they were digging around. And, yeah, he said it, it got uncomfortable. I mean, it was a weird feeling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he was a little bit sore um, on Sunday and Monday. I guess Rob said he came home Monday, and he should know, apparently. So, But, I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's all been such a blur. I actually, until I saw Cheryl post about the show tonight, I forgot today was Thursday. I mean, so. Uh -huh. um, but anyway, so, yeah, he was a little sore on Sunday and Monday. And, um, but he's fine. I mean, he's, yeah, he's. Nice. Running around like he's, you know, 12 years old. He feels fabulous. You know, he could get, he can get, um, air. His blood is, his blood is flowing through his heart and he's, is his, yeah. his blood is oxygenated and it's, Good. you know, so yeah, he's working out and he's eating awesome. right. And, nice. and, you know, and, and I've gone, I think I was telling you and Cheryl, I've gone full on woo woo on his ass. He yes, is getting breaky. He is getting um, sound therapy. He is getting mm -hmm. aromatherapy mm -hmm. and crystal therapy, and That's working doing some doing doing some chakra work. So um, nice. I have gone full on woo woo on his ass, and he's just going to have to put up with that. <laughs> because well, I would good. like to have him around for for you know I would like someone to grow. I would like to grow old with him. Yes, I understand. That's yes. that's important. Yes, um, yes. I started doing. Um, I started working with Jessica P. Uh, one of our listeners. Yeah, I uh, see you have and, a student now. Oh, she's doing so good. I'm so proud of her. I mean, my gosh. Uh, it's a, we did the first – well, we talked about it last week just trying to figure out where we want to go. This week was the first official one for a little over an hour, and, and she's doing wow, really Wow, you're better than me. You fun. have a student. <laughs> well, you know, she wants to understand and learn, so I figured, hey, you know, I'll help you out. I mean, I'm. this is how I learn, so I just kind of – Threw it her way and it, it's good working. So it's good. Good for so, you. So tonight we have a wonderful guest by the name of David Childers. He's the co-founder of the Mississippi Paranormal Research Institute. Uh, he's been in the field for about like what 14 years. He's hung up people like Patrick Burns, Keith, uh, Keith Age, Kevin Beltzer, and so on. He's been featured on paranormal programs like Destination America, Travel Channel, Bio Channel, A and E, and more. Um, I was checking him out on. Um, YouTube today because there's a lot of different things. Um, I have to ask him because I believe I see he's a musician too. So I need to, but I was checking out some of the uh, places he's done um, because now it says Mississippi Paranormal Research Institute, but I think he used to be with Delta Paranormal Project. So we'll have to, we'll just have to get into all that one time. It's good. We can have a conversation then. Isn't that yes. nice? It's this, this show is all about dialogue. Dialogue. I like that. Yes. Actually, the show is all about me, but I do allow dialogue with others. <laughs> yes. She allows Chuck to talk once in a while. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, you know what? You could just talk the whole show because, you know, I was doing the last one. So if you just want to, you know, 
I was hey, on. I know. I no, on. I'm saying at the end you were, but I'm just saying for, you know, the majority of it, I'd be more than happy to just allow you to. No, I'm cool. I'm groovy. <laughs> well, yes, you I'm are super, cool. I'm super chill because I did my I did my body, mind, spirit workout today. You I see? know. You're just and I meditated and Ooh. I did chakra stuff. And, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a chill chick, man. <laughs> a chill chick. I like that saying. Karen Frazier, the chill chick on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. There you go. See? Um, well, okay. Well, how about if we get to the uh, <clears throat> of the day, Cheryl? Can we do that? Just when you thought the world couldn't get any weirder, it's time for our news of the strange and the All righty, folks. It's time for some interesting and slightly askew news. Okay? Askew. So the askew. Uh, the first one uh, comes from ajw.ashi.com by Hadaki Ishibashi. Look at that. I did that really well, too. Um, taxi drivers encountering tsunami ghost passengers. I found this to be kind of interesting, so I just wanted to share this with you. Oh, yeah. I had a couple people share that with me on my Facebook today. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so here's so here's a story that I found. Um, it says, in a chilling turn of events, some taxi drivers in Japan are claiming to have picked up ghost passengers in the aftermath of the tsunami that devastated the nation March of 2011. As many as seven of the 100 drivers interviewed by Yuka Kudo, he's a student, uh, admitted to having encountered phantom fares. Kudo conducted the interviews as part of his graduation thesis, traveling to the coastal town of Ishinomaki every week for a year to speak to taxi drivers waiting for fares. She asked over 100 drivers the same question. Did you have an unusual experience after the disaster? Many of them, of course, ignored her, but some, it's weird, some even got angry, but seven drivers agreed to describe their strange encounters. One driver recounted a particular unsettling story in the summer of 2011. A woman dressed in a coat climbed into uh, the taxi near Ishimaki Station. Uh, she said, please go to the station. When uh, he pointed out that there was nothing left standing in the district, she asked him in a shivering voice, have I died? The driver immediately turned around only to find the back seat empty. Another driver recalled how a young man who looked to be in his 20s got into his taxi. When the driver looked in the rearview mirror for the directions, the man kept pointing towards the front. The driver then asked for a destination, which he replied, Mountain. When the taxi reached the area, the man had disappeared from the vehicle. What it's a ripoff! I know. It's easy to dismiss these stories. There. I know. It's, it's a hallucination, imaginations, but the driver's logs are proof that they have really, they really might have incurred. Uh, when these ghosts got into their cabs, the driver started the meter, which is recorded. So even though these passengers disappeared during the ride, they st were still counted as clients. The driver then had to pay their fares out of their own pockets. I think that's going to be uh, Some of the drivers even wrote down their experiences in the logs. Um, all these phantom travelers were described to be young, which compels Kudo to believe they were indeed victims of 2011 tsunami. Young people feel strongly um, chirined at their death when they cannot meet people they love. As they want to convey their bitterness, they have chosen taxis, which are like private rooms, as a medium to do so. Uh, interesting, none of the drivers reported feeling any fear, instead holding their special passengers in reverence. Having lost loved ones in their disaster themselves, they perceived the encounters as a spiritual experience, meant to be remembered and cherished forever. 
It is not strange to see a ghost here, a driver said. If I encounter a ghost again, I'll accept it as my passenger. Uh, Kudo herself was moved by the interviews. I learned that the death of each victim carries importance, she said. I wanted to convey that to other people. Uh, according, of course, to official records, over 15,000 people died during the magnitude 9 earthquake that lasted for six minutes and triggered a 133-foot high tsunami that swept six miles inland. Numerous sightings of ghosts and spectral figures have been reported in the residential districts in the affected areas in the aftermath of the disaster. And that is the story for tonight on that. I found it I, I, I kind of weird, of course, that they're paying for their fares, but I mean, um, I don't see that being that unusual. I mean, do you? I mean, well, think about So you rode in the car with me through Cannon Beach. What do I do along a certain stretch? Oh, my of God. Road Lock the door. Lock the doors. What the heck? <laughs> And, and say why that is, Karen. Tell them the, the little the little ditty. Well, about because that. there's a there's a I don't know if it's an urban legend or, or not, but there are people who say that if you're driving down a certain stretch of the road, uh, Highway 101, outside of Cannon Beach in Oregon, that if your door is unlocked, a passenger winds up in the car with you, and he, they call him Band Aid Man, Band Aid <laughs> Man, and they think that he is like somebody who worked in one of the mills that was injured and killed and so so yeah i just always have my door locked yes um yes you do because i know every time we went by there you'd be telling jim uh we're by the space now lock the door lock the door it's because i don't want to see a bloody person in my car when i'm on vacation <laughs> other times sure but when oh, i'm on vacation no bloody person <laughs> Well, yeah, you don't want bloody people on vacation. It's just like, uh, just like, don't bug me when I'm sleeping. I, I have certain, I have I certain know. boundaries. <laughs> I have certain boundaries with ghosts. Like, if somebody had tapped me on the arm like they did you when you were sleeping at the Wheeler, I would have been upset about that because leave me alone when I sleep. That's my, that's my only requirement. You can yeah. bug me the rest of the day. You can follow me around. <laughs> you can in my face. You know, I just know. don't wake me up. Monkey okay, now, wakes me up, and that's enough. I have a I have a weird one here, so I want you to listen to this. Because the I, last one wasn't weird. Go on. Oh, this is this is more unusual because I'm not really sure if this is true or not. All right, I'll just, I'll read it. I, you tell me. Okay. Using witchcraft to thwart computer viruses. This is the story I found. All right, when nasty viruses infect the computers of folks in Northern California, Reverend Joe Talley is on it. The Wicked Witch, who is also an ordained minister through the state of California, not only offers services for people struggling with romantic heartache, depression, and other ailments, she also exercises viruses from computers. No problem is too small, too big, or too weird, is Tally's motto. Sure, they could do a love spell, but she'd rather face off with ghosts or demons. To excise such entities out of the machine, she uses a variety of techniques. She might place stones on top of the computer, clear the dark energy by setting an intention with her mind, or cleanse the area around the computer by burning sage. The time it takes to clear these viruses depends on the nefarious of the entities. She says sometimes it takes just an hour, other times it could be up to four. I spoke with Tally to learn more about how she used Wicca witchcraft to build a client basis of professionals who want alternative tech support in and around Silicon Valley and how she silences her critics. Then that's only part of the story I got. There is no more to the story. So, can it? I mean, can that be done? I mean, is that a? Why not? I mean, I guess it's no different than like a if a, something has a spirit attachment, right? Pretty much the same thing that we're saying. 
Why not? Everything is energy. And if yes. you can work with the energy to change the energy, why not? I don't know. It just seems a little weird. That's all. I just, to me, it just seems a little weird. You know, know, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Chuck. All right. Here's the thing, Karen. Here we go. Yes. The here's world, Chuck. the universe is a weird place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, when you look at it, and, and I'm sorry, I'm going to pull out the quantum for a minute, but when you look at it on a quantum level, it behaves in really strange ways. Everything is energy. Energy underlies everything. So why the heck not? I suppose. Okay. I will, I will take that into consideration. And, I, and sure. I do agree that this universe is weird in the universe because lots of weird things have been happening to me. Okay. And the weirdest of them all is Freaky Child Angel Dolls, a big fad in Thailand. That is correct. www.smh.com.au. A Thai airline will allow passengers to bring to actually to purchase seats for lifelike dolls that their owners treat as real children due to the belief that they possess supernatural powers. Thai Smile Airways, which is part of a national carrier, Thai Airways International, sent an internal memo that dolls with tickets will be served snacks and drinks Though they will be barred from sitting in an exit row, owners who take dolls on a plane without tickets will have them treated as carry-on luggage. The dolls known as Luck Thep, or Child Angels, have become increasingly popular in Thailand after several celebrities extolled their benefits. The dolls, which can sell for hundreds of dollars, are thought to possess the spirits of child angels, and their owners pamper them with brand new clothes and accessories due to the belief that a well-cared-for doll will bring good fortune. The memo from the Thai Smile explains to staff that the luck dolls can be treated like children because they have undergone a spiritualization process that breathes life into them. In addition from being barred from exit rows, the dolls must also be buckled up during takeoff or landings. A Bangkok buffet restaurant is also running a special for dolls. In the past months, more than 30 customers have brought their luck to eat at Naitai Grill. The restaurant said on its Facebook page Sunday, uh, Naitai Grill is open to all worshippers and will glad to serve luck as children's prices on the condition that all the food ordered is consumed. Okay, how, how is that possible? How can they consume, unless the, the person brought the doll is consuming it? Are they saying that the doll has to consume it? Because I'm pretty sure that's not happening. And you know why they didn't put them by the exit doors? Because they can't get up and pull the door open. It's a little odd. I'm sorry, um, that is odd. Well, you know, mm -hmm. Thai food is delicious. I would consume it. <laughs> Just bring the doll and consume the food for it. There you go. Thai yeah, food is delicious. Okay, you know how we did the the thing on dolls, right? The spirit attachments and all that. And, you know, I've yes. really dolls and such. Okay. If you were to see these dolls, our dolls are nothing compared to these. How they look, they're just darn creepy. That's all. I can what say. are they called? I'm googling them. Luck Thep L U K T H E A P, I believe. Yeah, I just threw my uh, threw my thing down here. Yeah, L U K T H E P. Sorry. So there you go. You can look at the pictures of them because it's. It is pretty weird. So there you have it. That's the news for They're this just evening. dolls. Yeah, they look a little weird. Oh, all right. Weird. So that's the news. That is huh. the news. So all how right. did you feel about it? Was it good? Was I right? think it was lovely, yes. Why, thank you. I think you're lovely. Aren't you sweet? <laughs> I, you know, I, I need you. to hear that. I've been, you know, it's a was a little bit of a stressful 
couple right. of days. That's how I was yeah. worried about you. That's why I kept texting you, but I didn't. I'm like, should I text her? Yeah, ah, absolutely. Well, you know, I wanted you to rest because you're going through a lot of stuff at Jim. And oh, I don't, want don't worry. Here's, here's, here's the thing. I turn yes. my ringer off and I don't take my phone. We have a no phones in the bedroom rule. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, if I'm resting, you're not going to bug me. <laughs> All right. That's cool. I just wasn't yep. sure how it was. And, you know, but I didn't hear from you after a little bit there. You know, first you were doing the thing and then I was on the Facebook and then I'm like, okay, it's been a day. I don't know what's going on. I must text. So I, I appreciated you checking in. That was very nice. Yeah. Um, And that's why I finally, I, you know, I don't normally put my business like that out there on Facebook, business. <laughs> um, but I, I was updating so many cause um, I was updating you and Cheryl and family yeah. and friends. Right. And I mean, and I started typing like my sixth text and I thought, screw this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just put it on Facebook. But I did appreciate you guys checking in. That was, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to know that you have friends out there that are supportive when you're going through something. So your family, man, you're more than friends, your family. Okay. Well, it's nice to know you have family out there when you're going through something. That's a girl. Though Jim looking all sweaty was, it wasn't a creepy. I, it's like he thinks that he's been working out for two days, so it's already showing or something. I know, he's, uh, doing, the, he's, doing, the, he's doing the Hulk pose. I know, look at me. I know, people, if you could have seen it, it was a I'm, I'm sexy. <laughs> so, yes, I, 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 was, I, was, I was wise enough to get on tonight and do a little background check on our guest. So I do have oh, some. Oh, good, because I did my usual level of preparation. Oh, so you have nothing, is what you're saying. I can't mm. even remember his name. I, wow. No, I'm kidding. You've seen the eye roll on that one. <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll be fine. I do have some stuff, though. You know, it's, it'll be an interesting uh, an interesting talk. Uh, I like to go in cold because I like to be able to ask questions that are spontaneous. And, you know, I like to do things on the fly. That's cool. You know, we each have our little... Yeah, we have our style, you know, and then, you know, when, when you go cold, maybe you don't have something, I can jump in with my, my little notepad here, you know. Can you hear that, folks? That's my notepad. And then um, let me go back to, you know, on the fly, and it's, it works great, doesn't it? I think it works good. I think we got a groove going on. <laughs> Ooh, we got a groove going We got a groove going on. That's it. That's hey, Sam, super chill. I've been meditating, you know, been doing yeah. super, chill, super uh, chill stuff. I'm a chill chick. You're a chill chick. And it's weird because, you know, tonight uh, people can't see this, but you and I can see each other, but all we see is the smiling face of Cheryl in the picture. I That's because her. she claims her camera is not hooked up, <laughs> but I think she's having a bad hair day and she just doesn't want us to see her. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah, right. Uh-huh. She claims. We're using air quotes, folks. Claims. <laughs> it's not hooked up. Yeah, bad hair day. Yeah, it's okay. That's all right. It's. We're- <laughs> yeah, because uh, I would like to point out that Chad said, well, I can get it hooked up real fast. Yeah, d- yeah did he say that? And then she went, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it's all good. That's right. You just, you don't want to be seen. Like I say, look at me. I'm all, well, no, I don't sweat. I'm all glowy. Yes, you are very glowy. And you have all the rings, too. It's it's very, it's very nice, actually. So, and I'm saying what we talked about earlier, just nobody knows what we were talking about. You're talking about your little hair color. I'm saying blue and purple together would be cool. Blue and purple together, you think? So I'm yeah. going to get my hair did tomorrow. 
And right now I have blue highlights in it. And I was thinking about changing to purple highlights. But the thing is, is I'm not sure that I'm ready to get rid of the blue highlights yet. <laughs> well, yeah. What's I'm simple to do? Mix it together. Plus, go. most of my clothes match the blue highlights. Mm -hmm. I wish I could do that, but it would just look weird if I did that. We yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough decision. It's a first world problem. And it's nice that this is the most that I have to worry about at this moment. So. Did you say a first world or a third world problem? It's a first world problem. Oh, okay. That's a little confusing. Okay. No. It's a, you know, in other words, yeah, not not super big problem is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, gotcha. That's okay. You'll, you'll get it figured out. And the next time I see you, you'll look marvelous, I'm sure, with a little glow and all. I look marvelous always. Well, true. But you'll be more marvelous. Well, that's true. There you go. See I got out of that one? Bam! That's right. I, I you, the ladies is gonna love you, Jack. <laughs> the ladies are gonna love you. It's time to take that on the road. You can be the ladies' man with your corbassier. <laughs> I'll be the ladies' man psychic. Hello. There you go. The ladies. I don't think there's anybody branded as the ladies' man psychic yet. Oh, I was thinking of the rebel psychic. What do you think about that? Would that be good? The rebel no, psychic. I don't like that. Like that? All right, we'll that work sounds pretentious. I will throw some stuff to you, and it, well, yeah, it's just because I don't, I just don't follow everything. I just can't do my own thing. So that's right, I'll throw stuff at you, and you can give me one because you branded me as Chucky e. G. So I'm just. Well, I'll I was sure. going to say, here's what I think you should be. I think you should be Chucky e. G. Why Chuck do you e. need G. a brand? Why do you need a brand outside of Chucky e. G? Oh, okay. Well, that's a fair statement. I will take that in consideration. I'm sure Chucky e. G. Chucky e. G. dot com is available. Mm, oh. I never thought about that. That would really be cool. All right. Now, I'll have to Good look into God, that. God, I've got to do everything. Let's do this. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go to break, shall uh, we? All right. So uh, stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be back in a few minutes with our guest. Sweet. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at AuthorKarenFraser.com. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. 
There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. So you're looking for the best in Paranormal Radio. Well, you just found it right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Join me, Chucky G, and my awesome co-host, Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal. And along the way, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well. So join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. We are back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. I'm Mix LR with your host, Karen Frazier, and me, the lovely Chucky G. So now it's time to bring on our really cool dude, Mr. David Childers. Hi, Dave. How's it going? Oh, man, going great. How y'all doing tonight? We're doing good. Well, I see y'all thing. That's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. You deep know, Southern when, accent. You do. I yeah. love it. When I say y'all, everybody makes fun of me. What's up with that? <laughs> well, because you're not really down south. You know, you have to be down south to say it correctly. I mean, it'd be like me, the Yankee, going, hey, y'all. Doesn't sound right, does it? Because it's from <laughs> Chi-Town. Got the Chi-Town accent going there. Doesn't sound I'm right. not trying to sound southern. It's just <laughs> something I say. Good Lord. I don't know. It just rolls out. When you're southern, it rolls out of them. Just it's natural. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. There you go. So, um, so Dave, um, why don't we start? Um, first of all, I have a quick question. Um, you're from the Mississippi Paranormal Research Institute, correct? That is correct. All right. I, I have done some, you know, a little research on watching you on YouTube and such. Um, and I saw, weren't you used to be with Delta Paranormal Project? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. Uh, yeah, been with Delta Paranormal. Well, actually, we saw, we uh, I started out with Truth Seekers Paranormal Research and Investigations. And right. me and Paula Westbrook, you know, we started working together, you know, and she was like, hey, why don't we just merge? And so we just merged both teams together. Oh, okay. So that's what happened. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, so let's let's go back a little bit, uh, just so people get to know, you know, like who you who you are and, uh, and why you got into the, the field. So, can you just give us an idea of like what you know? It's I know it's a cliche kind of question, but what drew you into the field of the paranormal? Uh, what drew me into it, man? I've always been interested in the paranormal field. Uh, well, I mean, it basically hit me whenever I was thirteen years old. I was outside walking around the woods and. And uh, <clears throat> next day, you know, well, actually, where we lived at was my grandmother's property, and it was like, it was like built, <laughs> it was uh, built like in Civil War, you know, range. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was outside, man. It was nighttime. It's probably 11, 12 o'clock at night. I look over his woodline, and I see a full-bodied apparition of a Confederate soldier standing there. Yeah. So after that, I just went on from there, and <clears throat> over the years, you know. Over the years, learned a lot of stuff, and I was like, well, heck, I might as well just go ahead and draw, uh, start a paranormal team since that paranormal kick was going on. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so, so she jumped into the field, uh, and what was, the, what, was the, what was the first group you started with? It was Truth Seekers Paranormal Research and Investigations. That was the very first one, and, of course, that's whenever it went to uh, Delta Paranormal. and. Okay. Delta Paranormal, me and Paula decided, hey, look, you know, we did last convention together and we were like, hey, look, you know, let's let's just go ahead and go our separate ways. Because, I mean, they were 
they were in the southern area. I was in the mid northern area. And all right, yeah, let's just go do something else. <laughs> so we did, nice. and that's whenever created me and Jane, Gene Hamill, our producer, mm-hmm. created uh, Mississippi Paranormal Research Institute. Gotcha. So now, are the teams that like since you started with that one and, and you kind of like put it together, it was it the same philosophy, or was there two different philosophies and you kind of melded those together also? I mean, what is your what? How do you approach the paranormal as far as when you're doing, you know, investigations, research, and such? Well, basically, yeah, it's it's the same. I mean, it's just like True Seekers was. I mean, I've, I've really I've never changed my style. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, of course we go on investigations. Well, there is one thing I did do. I did stop doing residential cases. Uh, here of last year, I stopped the whole year. I didn't do them, but I'm starting back residentials this year after after this. Uh, especially after this cold case murder that we're doing that's been uh, lost for 30 years. That's a, one of the biggest, biggest cases we've been doing. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, basically we go into, like, certain locations. Of course, we go in there. We have our, our uh, pen and piece of paper. We have real-time notes. We tag. We do everything, you know, where we, where, whenever we do catch evidence, we have backup behind it. Cool. So you have you have piqued my interest. A cold case murder. Can you talk about it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, cold case. The cold case murder we are doing is called the the uh, Chandra May uh, case. Well, basically, uh, it might get. A little, it's not going to get too graphic. You know, I'll just say what they write in the articles. But um, sure. basically, the cold case that we're doing. Uh, one, uh, there was a, a, a person that contacted me, re- reached out to me and was like, man, yeah, check this out. You know, y'all go ahead. I mean, people know you in Mississippi, you know, because of the news and all that, man, y'all got to check it out. Maybe y'all can bring it to life again. It's like, oh yeah, you know, pretty cool. You know, it was a pretty good read. And I was like, you know, I, it, it was tugging at my heart and I was like, I got to do this, you know? And ended up contacting one of the ladies, Linda, that has been writing the blogs about the Chandra May case. And actually, her birthday is coming up February 26th. This February, uh, Chandra May's uh, birthday is. So it hit right at the you know a good time for them to contact us. So uh, of course, then Linda started getting hold to some of the family members, and the family members started reaching out to us and contacting us, and as soon. As we did the uh, first case, the, you know, the first run of the case, we had, yeah, there was, oh man, media everywhere and had family members there and they just came up and it, it just blew up, man, because everybody in Forest, Leake County and Carthage, all up in that area, they were like, yeah, they want this poor, you know, this poor girl's case to be solved. Can, I, can I, mean, I interrupt you yeah. for a sec? Because I just Googled it because, you know, we're on computers and Google's cool. Uh, <laughs> today is the 30th anniversary of that murder. Today. Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. Go on. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, we just went from there, man. And it's, it's done blew up. The poor girl, she was a, uh, you can go, actually, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. You can go to uh, Google Muddy Mississippi Murders. You could Google that. And that will pull up the Chandra, or Muddy Mississippi Chandra May. That will pull up her case, and that will show like four, three or four articles of everything we have been doing and live stream and all that stuff. But um, she uh, was, it was on her. It was actually uh, it was before Valentine's Day, somewhere in that area, and she worked at the local McDonald's. Well, 
she got off work at 7.45. She called her mother from that McDonald's and said, hey, mother, I'm stopping by somewhere. I'm on the way home. She ended up going by the TG&Y, which is right up the road, went up there and got a Valentine's, a Valentine's Day card for her, her boyfriend. Well, the next morning, she wasn't there and her car wasn't there. Well, they end up finding her car 75 yards from her house. I mean, I, and I visited where the car was found at. And I mean, it's right there at her house. The only problem is it was a hill right there and it's parked up against, uh, against the hill. So you couldn't see it. I mean, really, if she screamed loud enough in her family, if they would, if they were awake or whatever, I don't, I don't see how, why they wouldn't be able to hear, it. you know, and her mm-hmm. uncle lived right across the street. So, I mean, it's a very weird case. I'm sort I'm leaning to somebody that she knew. And a lot of people think that because she wasn't in, it didn't, it just doesn't match up. But anyway, um, they found her car. The uh, everything was in there: purse, keys, ex- except even the Valentine's Day card, except for her driver's license. And the car door was still ajar. And mm. and keep in mind, it had been raining too. It also had been raining. And that's another question: where is how come you didn't find any any other tire tracks or anything? You know, and that ended up coming up missing over the years. <laughs> I mean, nobody ever found any kind of other tracks; just her tracks. She took, she took a step out of a car, walked to the back of the vehicle, and just bam, gone, came up missing. And so uh, this also fell in the time period with the blue light killer. He was a serial killer that was in Mississippi. Basically, he had blue light, red lights, and he would pull his victims over and kidnap them and murder them. But and they think you got leaning toward it was a copycat killer. Because, you know, the other, of course, the other guy, he, he was in jail at the time. So mm-hmm. definitely thinking it was a copycat killer. But uh, after, uh, well, uh, weeks passed, and on her birthday, February 26th, on her birthday, an uh, off-duty firefighter. Uh, I mean, firefighters have red lights, and it's pretty weird. But mm-hmm. uh, he was hunting in the woods in Bolton, Mississippi, 80 miles away found her body in a garbage bag uh she had she was she had packaging tapes clear packaging tape they used at chicken farms and stuff uh she was uh, she was basically it was around her neck and also she was her feet and arms were bound in a fetal position basically hogtied she was beaten raped and of course the murder uh, also she was suffocated because of the tape and the way they look at it the way they're looking at that it was a it was a you know long death because yeah. they think she she suffocated because of the tape around her neck. Oh. Uh, yeah, and yeah, she was actually found on her 18th birthday. Oh, wow. So that's sad. Well, that's, that's, oh yes. Well, I, I saw that. I saw that also on um, that, uh, that, which is where you're bringing all this up and you're working on this cold case. That there was a place that you guys investigated as as you know ghost hunters. Uh, where a woman's body was found, correct? Right, yeah, absolutely. That was, was that uh, Vicksburg, was it? Or? Yeah, yeah, that was Kuhn State Hospital in Vicksburg. Mm-hmm. Right. I was actually I was caretaker there over the years, and that's also where we did uh, we did a lot of a lot of our filming for a horror, horror movie that is out called the Documentary Osbo. Well. Okay. Yeah, luckily, I mean, I'm, I'm not the one, and me and my, my team is not the one that, you know, found, you know, the poor woman. We were yeah. actually at a Comic-Con in Jackson at that time, and I just happened to, like, that Monday, 
it happened on a Sunday that local ghost hunters, which they actually weren't ghost hunters, I found out who they were. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was their excuse for being in there and running around the property because I put no trespassing signs out there. But okay. um, which I'm glad they did. I am so glad yeah. they did. They found her. But um, basically, you know, that's whenever the media contacted me, this and that, and it's like, hey, uh, do interview, blah blah blah, this and that. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do this because I need to tear that place down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the place is dangerous. Uh, we almost got killed in there one time. The roof collapsed in on us. It was actually mm-hmm. the it was the same room that was featured on Ghost Asylum on Destination yeah. America. Oh, it yeah. was the uh-huh. same. Yeah. It was the same room. Actually, I was that was one of the episodes I was in on Ghost Asylum because of Kuhn State Hospital. Yeah. Well, it was that same room that fell, and that was four months later after after it was filmed there. Wow. So wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, were the spirits, were the spirits, the EVPs, and the evidence we were getting there basically yeah. telling, telling us to get out, or I mean, what? <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's, well, it's yeah. pretty coincidental. Yeah, because I saw like a, I, I watched a lot of your stuff. because you, you, you guys did a lot at the Coon Hospital. I thought that was interesting. There was that one uh, where you guys put a lit cigarette. It was lit. It was lit up, and you asked uh, for some response to it. And then, you know, what? What about the cigarette? Having smoking the cigarette or something? It said it kills, which I thought that was really interesting. That it, uh, yeah, mir- mirrored what you guys had done. So yeah, I, I've I've watched a lot of what you have uh, done there. Uh, now that that hospital now, I mean, that's pretty much you can't go in there anymore, right? I mean, black mold. The whole is that how that is now? Is it- yeah, yeah, it's uh. It's been like that for years, you know, mm-hmm. with the yeah. asbestos wise. I mean, it's mainly on the tile. So, I mean, if you break it, that's whenever you'll, you know, you can get the asbestos in you. But right. other than that, okay. yeah, of course, a lot of spots, black mold, uh, very unstable, open elevator shafts, this and that. And a lot of it I've blocked off over the years because after it was fe- featured on Ghost Asylum and featured on, uh, some news stations here because of the hauntings that, uh, and the evidence that we have caught there Yeah, that, I mean, kids, of course, weekend warriors will come in off street and, you know, they're, they want to get their paranormal fix, you know, and they're going there and, you know, basically just trash the place even more. And it was just too dangerous, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, it's totally off the limits. Now, if anybody is caught on that property, they are going to jail and be prosecuted by the city of Vicksburg. Mm-hmm. Well, go. that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, that's one of the things that, that's frustrating is that you want to share places and yeah. let people know that this exists because it's it, the implications are uh, amazing. But the second you do, the, it's there's always the thrill seekers who kind of go out and ruin it for everyone else, aren't there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've been doing this 14 years, and I see, I see it all the time. Yeah. You so, oh, I was, I was just, I was trying to, so it's a, the, the place that's shut down, it's an old hospital. Yeah, that's correct. It was pre, actually it was pre-Civil War. Um, hmm. It was pre-built, you know, pre-Civil War, of course, original building, you know, it was all wood and it's all, it's fell down. That hospital was also a convent for the Sisters of Mercy that came here in 1962 from Baltimore. They left in 1961 and it took them a year to get here. They came down here to uh, Sisters of Mercy basically was a group of nuns, of course, convent. Well, (laughs) but uh, yeah, they came down to help with the yellow fever and and smallpox epidemic, you know, that broke out down here. And that's whenever the war hit and they eventually had to leave. But they came back. And I mean, Sisters of Mercy, 
awesome, awesome, awesome story behind them. I mean, they have they stayed here in Vicksburg in, in their other convent, which is downtown, called the Southern Culture Heritage uh, Center now, Foundation. And, uh, I mean, it's a beautiful place. But that, that's something that, you know, some, if y'all are interested to look up on, because there's a lot of history behind the Sisters of Mercy. Well, can you tell us about some of the things that you've discovered at this um, hospital then? Because you said that uh, people have been drawn in part by some of the coverage that you guys have had because of the evidence that you've gotten. So what what types of haunting things have happened in that hospital? Oh, what hasn't happened there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's we have a lot of evidence that we haven't put out, such as, uh, well, we have some Class A EVPs of a little girl. Uh, one of them is awesome. It, it's a class A EVP of her just out of the blue saying, Hey, won't you come play with me? Which was hmm. sort of, you know, it's sort of sad in a way, uh, but she's, she's happy. I mean, we've heard her giggle many a times. We have EVPs of her just giggling out of the blue. We'll be walking to walking through, through there, not asking questions, you know, just walking through there and she'll just, ha ha ha. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay. And we, I mean, we've heard it with our ears too. So, um, let's see. We also have uh, you know, shadow. I've got a shadow that actually caught on video whenever we we're filming the documentary Osbo in there. Uh, it was on the second floor. It and see, this is it's the same spot where the woman was found. Miss Sharon was found at this same spot months before where we filmed this. Um, it was a catwalk on the second floor and behind us, there was nobody behind us. Like I said, it was a catwalk. There's windows are all open. I mean, everything's mm-hmm. open in this place. It's just, it's just a structure, uh, empty structure. Well, I just happened to have the record, uh, my camera uh, hit record and I'm in front, uh, in front of the camera talking with my producer, Gene, and also talking to Missy and we're going over the next scene and next thing you know, which I didn't catch it. I did not catch it. I just thought it was funny. I put it out there because I was going, hey, Missy, hi, I got you on camera, you know, type thing. Next thing you know, I'm I'm getting inboxes and the post just blowing up. I checked an hour later and they were like, David, oh, man, that's a cool catch. I was like, what the hell? Are you, what are y'all talking about here? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, look at the shadow right there. You caught a shadow just passed right by y'all on the wall. I'm like, okay. I looked at it and I was like, wow. We've tried to debunk this and try to debunk this, and we can't do it. We've even threw stuff up in the air. We got Frisbee, threw it up in the air, you know, certain where the sun is behind us, maybe the cast shadow on the wall, or a bird did it. No, we cannot do it. There was no, it was just us three up there, and everybody else was way down below us on the first floor up under the catwalk. So I thought it was pretty cool, you know, definitely. That is definitely I mean, very cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. it could, it might could be debunked, but I mean, we've tried, we've tried, you know, and I'll, I'll say it's possibly, you know, uh, you know, shadow person is possibly, you know, paranormal. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you have to, you get to a place where if the explanation when you're trying to debunk it is uh, more convoluted than, you know, it's a shadow person, if you have to really reach to get that explanation, which is what often happens when somebody has something that they're trying to disprove is that they just, I mean, you know, they, they stretch really far to do it. I I tend to think that if you have to stretch really far to get a logical explanation, that the simpler explanation might be that it's a shadow person. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Um, and, go ahead. Anything, yeah. anything else that you stands out in? Yeah, uh, I mean, Echovox sessions. We've done a lot of those in there. And me, I'm not real into... I'm not really into like spirit box and uh, SP eight, seven and all that stuff. But, you know, I will use white noise, but I'm not into that, but I'm really not into it. And you can't use it. In my opinion, you can't use the hard evidence because I mean, it's scanning through radio stations. Your mind's going to be matrix and it's going to pick up something. Well, right. the echo box though is pretty cool. You know, I have but I always forget to use it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's my favorite, try. man. It's my favorite. It's great. It's actually really neat. Yeah, you got you got to check the settings, see how to put the settings, and I mean, it, it's freaking awesome. Some of the stuff that yeah. <laughs> that we done picked up there, we actually that's what we were using. You were talking about the cigarette, we were using the Echo Vox uh, at that time, and it's I mean, it's with the Echo Vox, it's really easy. Go out there and get a speaker that has a blue Bluetooth capability where it connect to your phone. It's pretty loud. I mean, it's real pretty cool tool. Yes, it is. I, yeah, I use a lot of my uh, investigations. Uh, has yielded quite a lot of uh, interesting uh, results as far as you know intelligence coming back to me and stuff like that. I got on my Samsung tablet, but yeah, I like that a lot because I've tried everything I, else. The last time I used it was when you were here, Chuck. That was yeah. the last time because I always forget. We were just this last <laughs> weekend at the museum, and I forgot. I I remembered I had like a flash in the middle of it. Oh, I should get out my Echo Box, and then. <laughs> well, yeah, and, I, and it's like you're, you're like you're saying. I've tried all the other ones. I have SB7. I have the SCD one. I have the Ghost Riff. I have all these other ones. Yeah, which they work okay, but man, nothing, nothing compared to the Echo Box. Nothing. Oh, Not my. even my Ovulus. My Ovulus doesn't even do as good as that thing. This is crazy. <laughs> so, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the Ovulus. I didn't got to where. I, I don't got to where I, I don't even cut it on anymore. You know, I'm really <laughs> here. Well, so, you wanna, so wait, so you want to throw yours against the wall too? Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like really, you know, <laughs> some of the stuff said is just so off the wall, you know, yeah, it's like, but it costs too much money. So that's why I can't throw it against the walls. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something else that's cool that we use what? that I actually got it from an idea from Paula Westbrook over the years was the, um, a Furby. Use a Furby. And oh my God. Both yeah. Are don't. Sorry. Seriously? <laughs> yes. a Furby? It has a fictional dictionary. All right. Don't train it anything. Don't train okay. it anything. Okay. Put it out there and just ask the questions and see where it goes. See if you get something. We've got some pretty cool stuff from the Furby. Do they okay, still that's... sell Furbies? Huh? Do they still sell Furbies? Uh, I got one a couple of years ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm I sure they still no sell. I had no idea. Good. Yeah. eBay probably fine. That's all right. That's the first for uh, any radio station using a Furby. For spirit that is shit. brilliant, but I love I love ideas like that. I like <laughs> I the really um, I like the the unconventional things like that. So to me, that's really cool. Now I'm going on Amazon.com right now and look at it. How do you spell it? Well, now I have to try it. Now I mean that's out of the box, and that's all I'm about. So you know what I mean? Uh, oh <laughs> yes, they sell them, and they're still creepy looking little oh, things. Oh, that's oh, it. Furby. I'm gonna get one. Okay, get a Furby. Hey, just make yeah. sure. 
whenever you get through with the investigation and you get back to the house, make sure you put it in another room in a clo- in a, like a drawer or something because you don't want to be sitting here laying in bed and then you start here it starts talking to you while you're trying to sleep, you know. <laughs> Especially you, know, you know how eyes, eyes yeah. light up. <laughs> I I had a friend who swore. Do you remember the um, sing and snore Ernie's from Sesame Street where it would oh go, "Oh, so sleepy," yes. and then it would start snoring. I had a friend who swore that their sing and snore Ernie was haunted and that it would say all these creepy things and do all these creepy things <laughs> while they were trying to sleep. Hey, you never know. Yeah, all these listeners are going to go out and buy all these crazy things like the Furby and the Elmo doll and the thing trying to get them talking. This is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do want to ask some more uh, on the McNutt House, but do we want to take a break first, Karen, before I... Oh, it's 7 o'clock. Yes, it's break yeah. time. Well, okay. I know it's <laughs> other times in other states. It's 7 o'clock here on the West Coast. So, yes. So let's do this. We are going to go to break. Uh, when we come back, we will continue our conversation with Dave Childers. Stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark here on Mix LR. We'll be right back. You are a waste, a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time we switch to longer-lasting Energy Star light bulbs. They're more efficient than the old bulbs, like a text message is more efficient than a carrier pigeon. And they cut down on our energy costs. Because in our own groundbreaking age, we deserve a light bulb that saves us some cash. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Hello, this is Nolan Ethan, and you're listening to Paranormal Underground, Underground Radio in the Dark. Good job, guys. Well, we are back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with me, Chucky e. G, and the lovely Karen Frazier. That's right. Yeah, we were just listen. talking about some really great. I see that I'm lovely yes. this time. That's because yes, I glow. There you go. You got. I don't sweat. I glow. Um, no. We were just talking about some kind of low tech ways, uh, you know, the, the yeah. Furby sparked it. Although I do have to mention uh, before we get back to our conversation, because I think it was off air that w- while I was on Amazon looking up Furbies, they have Furbaka, Star Wars Furbaka. <laughs> it's so for Star Furby. Wars Furbakas. There you go. Well, right? yeah, wait, wait, let's share some of the stuff we were talking off air. We were talking about you use Scrabble letters, right, for uh and you haven't had much luck with that, Dave? Oh, no, no, no. We haven't had l- uh, luck with that yet. Yeah, I guess it's going to depend on the location that we go to. <laughs> Hopefully right. we can get something. And you use the Firefly in a jar, too, like we do. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's real cool. Yeah. Well, because it's just you you turn it on, and then you screw yeah. the lid back on, and okay. you just have to ta- tap on the jar. And oh, the Firefly. Okay. Okay. And it'll flutter around for what would you say, like maybe a minute or two, Dave, and then it yeah. settles. And and so if you put it in a dark room, yeah. With um and so for people who to understand, no fireflies were harmed in the making of this. <laughs> this is yeah, a this is a, a toy firefly in a jar that's like mm-hmm. a, a yeah. is it fiber optic? 
Yeah, it's fiber optic. Sure is. Yeah. And it's just in a little mason jar. If you look it up, it's really kind of a cool little tool because you just stick it in a dark room in front of a camera. Yep. There you go. Yeah, because yeah. I use like a geophone on my tablet, you know, where you tap it and it beep, 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 you know what I mean? And you oh, yeah. And it gets colors and you just kind of sit down and do it that way. But I was telling you how I, I try to use a bell too, like a little like hotel bell. I, I, mm-hmm. You know, I, when that, the day when that thing rings, I'm going to be so happy, I'm telling you, because it hasn't <laughs> it hasn't worked yet, but it's always the idea. I just want to see if there's actual enough force. I mean, come on, if they can, like, for instance, at the McNutt House, we'll just roll into that, where doors are moving, if they could do that, they should be able to ring a bell, right? Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> absolutely. the big thing with any of these toys is you have to demonstrate them. I mean, but why wouldn't then an Etch-A-Sketch work? Or Remember those little slates that just had the piece of plastic yeah. and the little red plastic pencil and the black backing? And you oh, yeah. It? I mean, all of that stuff, it seems like that would all be stuff that could possibly trigger Well, activity. yeah, I think, and I think there was an Etch-A-Sketch in one of those. It wasn't like the, I don't know, it was the Conjuring, one of those movies where they used the Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> But anyways, um, so let's roll into, like, the, I want to talk about the McNutt House, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. So were you guys doing, like, tours there? Was it like a, or was it like a fundraiser? Is that what that was going on there? Yeah, we've done multiple fundraisers there over the years for actually homeless families here in Mississippi. But um, okay. it started off... Um, uh, Haunted Vicksburg Ghost Tours, you know, contacted me and was like, yeah, hey, look, the McNutt House is haunted, this and that. Why don't you go out there? This is whenever, this was years ago, whenever it was True Seekers. Uh, right. We've investigated that place multiple times. But yeah, the McNutt House was, it actually blew up whenever it was featured on one of my episodes on My Ghost Story on A&E and Bio Channel. Yeah, Bio Channel, yeah. That's all, yeah. Right, yeah, and that's, that's the, actually, if you watch the video, that's whenever we got, the, actually, the cabinet door slamming in Maggie's Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, behind McNutt House, the little girl ghost in the blue dress called Maggie. I mean, that's what really makes it popular. It's been seen over the years by, you know, just probably, she's been seen like three or four times with just young kids. I've right. never seen her, but actually, I had somebody said she saw him, but uh, he's not real credible. <laughs> he was about. He, yeah, I went in his. I went in where he was staying at and had a cup of fifth of whiskey and stuff laying around. So yeah. Oh, I, don't, I thought. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought you meant maybe he was one of those no. who, who everything is a ghost. Oh my god! I thought. Oh no, it's a moth. No, it's a ghost. <laughs> Well, he did see spirits. It just wasn't the kind we were talking about. <laughs> well, as my friend William said, you shouldn't mix your spirits. That's good. There you go. Were you there guys, you go. Well, the one I saw, was it a Tesla coil you guys had going in there? That That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and Jacob's just, Ladder. We had yeah, the okay. Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, going. That's that's that episode. And uh, it, I mean, I know we filmed for a good 15 minutes in there, just me and another character, uh, yeah. one of my ex, you know, uh, members and it just so happened right whenever I was about ready to wrap up she slammed that door and see I didn't even realize it was it was the door that slammed I know I, know I was it, confused it, it, I thought it was the window yeah I know it scared the hell out of me I mean I was I was not expecting that. I was getting some mad k2 hits you know, yeah. which we always get it there, you know, in Maggie's Hall. And we don't know if it's her or not. It could be another spirit. But, uh, but yeah, I heard the door slam. And I was like, you know, the other guy, he was like, what? What was it? I was like, what? You didn't hear that? 
it sounded like somebody just banged on the window and we're like two stories in the air, you know? So yeah. that's what we were over there looking out the window and stuff and <clears throat> walked in the kitchen and the door was slammed. That's when we went over the footage. We were like, oh, wow. You know, the cut, the uncut copy that didn't go to, you know, the company, production company, you can, yeah. you can see it. You can really see it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, was, I couldn't figure, I, I saw you, like, you know, you're, like, talking in the camera, and all of a sudden, you just, boom, 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 and then you're like, oh, you know, and then you ran to yeah. the window, and you're like, did you hear that? It's banging on the window, and I'm thinking, this, but but the thing's saying the, do, the the door, and I'm like, I'm confused. What, what, what was it? So it was definitely in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, but it sure was a door. You had, the best way to see it, I mean, the uh, I think I had the uncut copy on my YouTube page. It's called David Childers, you know. Uh, you just turn the lights out. I hate I hate the camera was a little Sony Handycam night yeah. vision because the quality was horrible. It was actually a tape. But um, you can actually, you turn the lights out and you actually focus toward the kitchen. You can see the door shut. Now, there's a Jacob's Ladder. Like, you used that. It was in the room by the window. And you yep. were in the other room with the K2, which was just lighting up like a Christmas tree. Like I use those occasionally. I know that there can be a read, false read kind of things. So you have to be careful with them. But, um, yeah. you know, when you get them things lighting up, like, does the does the Jacob's Ladder, because you're trying to fill the room basically with uh, EMF, it, does it affect that, though? Doesn't it affect that or does it not? Well, yeah. No, it will. It depends on how close you are to it. I mean, okay. I'll... Uh, yeah, I was a good distance away, but let me, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm always a good distance away from that thing because I've been hit by it. That's fourteen thousand volts. That what? hurt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, so, I yeah. saw that thing lighting up, and when you ran by it, you were like really close. I'm dude. If you hit that thing, you're just gonna go bouncing off the wall. That's gonna be <laughs> the end of this the thing right there. So, um, <laughs> oh, is yeah. that something? Yeah, is that something you own, or is this something that you guys bring in from somewhere, or what was was the deal with that? Anyways, I've seen it used yeah. a few times by other people. Right, exactly. And see, you know, yeah, I do have one. It's not the same one, but I do have one as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, we use it to, like I said, to energize the room, but also to kill the dust particles. Because you know how, uh, you know, it basically it makes them heavy and they don't float around as much. Uh, okay. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, now it's a fit, and I mean, if you got nothing but dust in there, it ain't gonna work. But it does, it helps out a little bit on the dust, because you know how it is. Uh, how a lot of people are. Oh my gosh, look, it's an orb, it's an orb, it's a ghost, and no, it's a dust particle. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know. Exactly. So we try to kill that as best we can. Mm -hmm. So what? Uh, were there other things that had transpired at at this location? I least have gone there many times. Is there anything else you could share with us as far as some maybe some unusual or interesting events? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, we were. <clears throat> I had a couple of friends uh, come down. Tim McCourt was one of them with Shadow Seekers at Ohio. And she came down to visit, uh, actually, for one of our radio shows. We were going to do like a little live stream for one of our radio shows. Mm -hmm. And as she was down by the grave on, in the courtyard. And I was with her uh, with uh, by where David Weeks McGill is buried. He was a civil, young Civil War soldier that was in the war. And Basically, he, w he was killed by, I think, a cannonball blew up, you know, blew off half his arm. He got back to the McNutt house, and that's where they buried him at. Okay. And she was down there, and she was asking questions, and next thing you know, she gets pushed. And, you know, and I believe Timmy whenever she gets pushed, she really freaks out. Uh, that <laughs> because at whenever we investigated Mansfield State Reformatory, she got attacked. So, and I know she wasn't, she, she, she sort of laid back, you know, but yes, she got pushed out of the McNutt house 
And that's the first wow. time that's ever had. It wasn't like a push, like move out of the way. You know, it was like a nudge, like, hey, I'm here. You know, because all the, the spirits that are at McNutt House, they're very, they, they're actually pretty fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> they really are. It's definitely, it, it's more than one there. I know, I know Maggie might be one. David Weiss McGill, I, I hear his name a lot come over the Echo Vox a lot, and it's not talking about wow. me. You know, they've said my last name there, and they, and he has, they, he has said David McGill. You know, oh, wow. so yeah, and that's exactly you, we were talking. You were talking about the cigarette earlier. That's yeah, whenever right. we came up with the idea about a cigarette because everybody was everybody was outside smoking on in the courtyard, no wind, no nothing, and mm-hmm. laid the cigarette down, and it just started glowing, lighting up. I'm like, what the heck? All right, let's go ahead and try this. <laughs> you know, so we kept on asking, hey, look, you know, get it, get the amber to bright up lighter, you know, get, you know, take a drag off of it. You know, you probably want a cigar type thing. And, right. yeah, and it, it, it happened. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. I would have never thought to use a cigarette. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it was just luck that we saw it and we're like, oh, what? Nah, that's the wind, you know. We're arguing back and forth, back and forth until it really lit up like somebody took a drag off of it. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was wow. definitely interesting. Wow, we've, yeah. we've taken, like, cigars and whiskey and stuff certain places. Uh, I, not for us, for the spirits. Of course, we probably take them for us. <laughs> that's for but, afterwards. <laughs> yeah, right, because you're not supposed to mix your spirits. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, yeah, it's pretty cool, you know, little stuff like that. And that's really about it about McNutt House. Oh, yeah, oh, there was one time that it was me and Patrick Burns from True TV's Haunting Evidence. All right, me and Patrick Burns were on the second floor in the governor's suite. And it was probably, i say about seven more people in there or something like that. And me and Patrick, everybody else was looking down, asking questions, looking at the K2, and me and Patrick just... At the, at the same time, we just looked up at the ceiling for some weird reason, and there was like a, a soccer ball. It was a, a visible orb, uh, you know, like a ball of electricity and a light and yeah. light. I, and it, it was on the ceiling. It started where the fan is and just whew, disappeared out the wall uh, going outside. And I was like, oh, my God, did you see that? He was like, yep, I did. And he, he was like, yep, it was a, it was a ball of light. And I was like, wow. And it wasn't car light. I mean, this right here, it, it was bright orange, man. It was I've never seen a true orb with my eyes, but I saw it that that night. It was it was pretty cool. It had its own light source then. Is oh yeah. Saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And see, those are the orbs that interest me. Orbs that show up in pictures and on video, not so much. But if you mm-hmm. see something with the naked eye and it has its own light source, well, then let's talk about that. You know, that that's actually something. So oh, you yeah. mentioned you mentioned off the air, I think before we even came on with the show, that you live um, at a battlefield or you live near a battlefield, a big Civil War battle. Or I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't process it well. Remind me, remind me what you said. Yeah, uh, well, whenever I was younger, my grandparents, actually, they still live on their property. It was, <clears throat> it was, it, it was close to you know, where the Civil War was. And uh, actually, I think there was a battle in that area because they have apartments like that. Their property connect to those. That property is called Confederate Ridge Apartments. And I have found. Uh, well, I, I'm sorry. I haven't. My family has found like digging septic tanks and stuff. You know where they can put their houses and stuff. There has found human bones out there, and most of them are. 
there were actually three of them. They found three skulls, and they were actually African American, and ended up finding out they died from yellow fever as well. I found mini balls out there. I found you know some uh, hard bits and pieces of guns. So I think I think it was actually a little mini battle or something in that area, or maybe a camp or something like that. <clears throat> that's that's got to be absolutely see to me to be able to find stuff like that on your property. Maybe not the bones, but <laughs> like the mini balls and things like that that are from the mm -hmm. Civil War. How cool is that? That would be. So do you have those things then? Oh no 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 no! My poor, definitely not the skulls. <laughs> well, I didn't yeah. mean the skulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Darn were good. those got put right back in the ground. I'm sure, but yeah. uh. Yeah, no, I mean, over the years, over the years, I've just ended up misplacing them. <laughs> oh. I mean, because I was, I was young whenever I found all that stuff. You know? I, I know, was, it was back when you didn't appreciate how cool uh, it was. Yep, yep, that is exactly it. <laughs> well, and so that, that relates back then to your early experience where you said you saw a, uh, a, a soldier. Right. And um, so did you have other experiences and are there other hauntings and experiences associated with that, that area that have to do with that Ooh. battlefield? Well, my father's trailer was extremely haunted and that's, and I mean, probably about 30 yards away from the house, the woodlands where I saw the shoulders, uh, soldier. And uh, yeah, it was extremely haunted. <laughs> uh of course, the uh, it was a trailer too, so a lot you could debunk, like such as the like uh, like the smoke alarms going off. You know, they, they were electrical; they were wired in. Um, but now I have saw shadow people there. I remember waking up in the middle of the night, looking outside my room, and there was a lamp I couldn't see on the other side of the uh, outside of the door, and it cut on. And I saw it, it was creepy as heck. I actually saw it looked like a hand sort of reach reach up and try to touch the top of the shade and then bam, light light cuts off. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and I was young then, so yeah, my head was up under the cover the rest of the night. <laughs> 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 I mean, stuff would come up missing in there in the house. I mean, I, I always told my dad that and he never believed me. But my mom, whenever I finally talked to her over I think it was like five years after whatever after that experience talked to her and she said yeah yeah it's definitely haunted i know and she told me stories about it so yeah that property definitely has some activity on it interesting yeah i live in a house that has a little activity too so i i understand i i don't know if i if the house i grew up in had activity or not because it wasn't really encouraged um that you talk about things like this and believe in things like this when i was growing up but so your mom, your mom was right there with you, but your dad was your dad kind of, is, is, he, a dis, is he a disbeliever? He's not anymore. Huh? <laughs> he, he, uh, he actually, his house is haunted now and we ran across a lot of crazy experiences here. I mean, that's a, we, and we're in an area where actually, uh, there's some Indian mounds around too. And uh -huh. I found, and on the property, I found cow bones, and cow bones shouldn't be here. So there's no telling what happened over the years. But yeah, the place right now that he's at is, it's definitely got activity. I mean, I've got evidence of bumps and bangs in the attic, and it ain't no, it's not a squirrel or a raccoon or anything. You know, it's, uh, it's at nighttime, and I know for a fact it's footsteps. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. I know for a fact it was footsteps. 
cabinet door would open and shut the where the trash can is it would open and shut the dishwasher would cut on the light would flicker on and off which that right there i'm, I'm going to eventually throw that out because i think it's just a piece of crap light but uh yeah, it's a, it's a lot of stuff that's done happen here. It, it, it really is. So, yeah, he is definitely a believer now because I took him on an investigation to Parkview Hospital, Old Mercy Hospital. And uh, it was me, it, it, me and him. Let's see, yeah, it was me and him and uh, Jeremiah Riggs from uh, Daisy of Love, and he's UFC fighter also. We were investigating the third floor, and all the doors were open there, and we just started asking questions about shutting the door, this and that, and one of them actually slammed. So after that, and he saw his first shadow person there, so yeah, he's definitely a believer. He's been on my team for a while now. Oh, that's <laughs> great. See, we, we often say in our, on the team that I'm on that there are two kinds of people, people who have had paranormal experiences and people who have yet to have paranormal experiences. Mm-hmm. And once they have them, boy, they're usually on board, aren't they? Yeah, yep, absolutely. But it's, it's good to have the skeptics, you know, the hardcore skeptics out there. I mean, I'm still, <clears throat> I'm still like 80 percent skeptic. I mean, even the stuff I've saw over the years. Well, you, know, you have to be. You good. have to look critically at anything that you experience. I mean, you have to. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'd rather debunk it than to find it. You know, I'd love, I'd, I'd like to find, you know, get the Holy Grail evidence, uh, uh, paranormal evidence. But yeah, <laughs> uh, some, you know, uh, but I'd rather, I really would rather debunk it and say, oh yep, nope, that's not yeah. it. Yeah. So you know, what, what do you think is the Holy Grail of paranormal evidence? What would be the one piece of evidence that you you want? Something you know, just me. I would love to just basically have a spirit walk up to the candor and go, hey, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, your Uncle Bob. I'm right here. Hello. Yeah, that'd be really awesome, wouldn't it? Maybe maybe they do it all the time, but the camera just doesn't pick it up. (laughs) Exactly. And that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that you brought that up because some cell cell phone cameras can pick up stuff better than you know just high-end cameras it's pretty weird how how it works out it really does but i guess uh, the pixelation I, I don't know but i've caught stuff on cell phone camera <coughs> before really and yeah and didn't catch it on my my freaking nike 800 nikon it's like what the heck <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i'm just using this for my photography i'll use the other camera for you know and just let it record and try to get some evidence on a paranormal investigation well, speaking of photography and such, that kind of rolls into you're out in the woods one day trying to take pictures, looking for paranormal stuff, and all of a sudden it turns <laughs> into foot time. What the heck is that all about? <laughs> I never said, I quote, uh-huh. I never said it was Bigfoot. Uh, okay, I'm just checking because I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, I never it's said. Real, right? <laughs> and, the, you know, the cool thing is that. With that, you know, I, I know it wasn't a bear and I know it wasn't a deer. I don't know what the hell it was. I, I mean, I'm I, like, I tell everybody, dude, I'm a ghost hunter. You know, I'm not, I, I'll, I'll look at the crypto stuff, but it's not really what I go for. Right. But, um, yeah, it was pretty cool, man. I mean, it stood up and it bolted off to the left and I sat there. I was like, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I'm by, I'm here by myself. I got to go. I get to the house and I'm like, well, you know, what the heck was that? And so that's whenever I contacted 
one of my news reporting friends, I was like, y'all got to check this out. I mean, the story's cool because of the abandoned playground. It's haunted. But, man, I saw something down there. And then, like, a year later, almost to that day, this guy chased me down. You know, we were driving, I was driving down the road, and he chased me down. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I've got something for you to see. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. So I met him up the road, and he had a cast that he got two days before of a church right next door to that property. And it was a cast of a footprint. Like, okay, that's pretty cool, <laughs> you know. And the only reason he flat he didn't know he knew about the story, but he thought it was in like somewhere on Hallsbury Road, which is like, you know, 30, 40, 40 minutes away. And the only reason he knew to pull me over because my truck was logoed out, Delta Paranormal Project. Well, it was it got hit up by the media big time. I mean, and it just blew up, and that's whenever Finding Bigfoot ended up calling us. Uh, we actually filmed with Finding Bigfoot Lab. About three, four weeks ago. Yeah, they came to Jackson and they're doing a whole Mississippi based thing and went out there and had to tell them my story about that incident. But yeah, they, the good, the thing is with that, which was pretty cool, that wow. as, soon, as soon as we brought up the cast, showed him the cast, he was like, that's a, that's a bear. Yeah, that's a bear print. I was like, oh, thank you. Well, see, I thought it was. I thought it, no, I, I really, I thought it was. I mean, I, that's why I never said it was. I, I never said that was Bigfoot. What I saw, I don't know what I saw. But <laughs> that right there, <clears throat> I mean, I thought it was a bear. And Moneymaker just straight looked at it, and he was like, David, that's a bear, that's a bear print. I was like, thank you, yes. I and mean, this is like in 300 people. I felt so relieved. I was like, yes. Okay. <laughs> but, well, I just uh, want to make sure, because I figured, you know, if Jay's saying that, then, you know. There you go. <laughs> so, so Dave, you mentioned that you don't that you stopped doing residential hauntings for a while. Why oh, did yeah. you? Why? Uh, well, it was just the last uh, over the years. I mean, just the last ones. I sort of got to where I was like, uh, you know, I can't turn any. I'm not going to turn any of them down. No matter. Uh, well, it depends on the situation. Of course, we do background checks and all that right. on the clients. And uh, mental, you know, see if they have any mental issues and all that. But it's just, it just got to where it was after being, after being out there in the public eye, you know, it was like my phone was just constantly blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. And sure. it was like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. You know, because a lot of people knew that we film. We also film too. And we also we actually got webisodes coming out here, you know, uh, here in the next about two weeks, we got our first episode actually on Shonda May case. It's coming out from us investigating that. So it's just like, I mean, it's hard to do. It's, it's hard to do it whenever they know that you'll be filming. Cause uh, you know, right. there are people out there that try to take advantage of it just to try to get on TV. So you what know? you're saying is the attention horrors come out in full force. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I would say that's yeah. why we have, we have another chapter that takes okay. care of the residentials. <laughs> they take care of the residentials. We do the, you know, the big businesses and stuff. Got it. You know, so we have, Got we it. still have the base covered. We can still help these, you know, our clients out. Okay. Okay. Well, cause Bob had a question in chat and I wanted to lead into it with the residential thing first, but what he wants to know is, do you find that you get more interaction when the clients accompany you during an investigation? Uh, well, no, it's a hit and miss. I mean, it's all, I've been to places and clients have been there and, I've got some real good evidence. And uh, I mean, 
There's a couple of times I've actually done one residence and the client's not there and actually not there back and forth. I mean, it's the same thing. It, it, it's just like any place. I mean, well, a spirit's going to, it could be attached to somebody in that family, but they could be attached to an object in the house. They could, you know, it, it depends on the situation, but I mean, it's a hit and miss. I mean, I'd sure. say they, they both equal out. Okay, cool. So I'm looking at your picture here and I see you have some serious ink on your arms. <laughs> well, I got just, just a little, just a tad, just a little bit. <laughs> what, what, what do you have going on there? Is it one image? It's hard to tell because the picture I'm looking at is really super small. Is it like uh, one what? image that goes over one arm and one on the other? Okay, that right there, you're probably, I bet you're looking at one of my profile pictures. Yeah, that was one. I, I also edit photos. I'm also a photographer. And uh. <laughs> that's just one, that's just one of them I put together. Yeah, that's, I do have some ink on my arms, uh, but not like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I can't do that, especially with my job, my full-time job I have. <laughs> I couldn't oh. do that. Oh, you have to, you, you can't have sleeves is what you're saying? Well, I mean, I could, but I mean, I mean, the way I look at it, the older I get and, you know, start getting wrinkled and all that, man, I don't, I, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I, I want my tats looking good, you know. I don't, that's right. I don't that's, why, that's why I put them in spots that are less likely to wrinkle. I have, uh, I have mine strategically oh placed. God. I have mine on my <laughs> forearms and my, on the top of my bicep. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's, I, I'll just have grandpa tattoos. It'd be fine. There's nothing wrong with Heck that. yeah. <laughs> cool. um, Grandpa, gra grandpas that have tattoos are cool. Cats, there you go. Thank well, you, man. He, thank he, you is a he is a yes, grandpa with a tattoo. So, or oh, with a tattoo. Still going, buddy. Yeah, 55 <laughs> is still going. Um, so, all right. So, are you a musician, too? Uh, well, no, no? I, I used to. Uh, the I used reason to. I, well, the reason I ask is I saw something about, uh, what was it, um, Cassie and David's Paranormal Wedding video? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that? That's Go ahead. What was that uh, all about? That was uh, actually my soon-to-be ex-wife. <laughs> we got oh. married. Nah, that's good. We're, we're still friends. We've known each other okay. for years, man. Cool. But uh, yeah, we uh, we ended up get well. I ended up marrying her about three years ago, and we had a paranormal wedding. And one of my friends, he actually did that video for that wedding. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I actually did did it at McNutt House. <laughs> It was that where it was at? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a paranormal wedding at McNutt House. It's pretty so, cool. We're... So, what goes on in a paranormal wedding? Oh, uh, well, basically, it was we all dressed in black, of course. <laughs> we all dressed in black, and and my my well, my wife at the time, I mean, well, she still is, but she was Wiccan, so I had to mix in her religion plus my. See, we were doing a half and half. I love the paranormal stuff. And she loves the Wiccan stuff. So I just mixed it up. We had broomsticks and tor tiki torches with the broomsticks on them. And, of course, all dressed in black. And uh, then afterward, afterwards, the whole event was over with. We ended up investigating the place. Everybody there can investigate with us. Oh, well, so. that's the best part. No, I mean, the best part is the wedding, clearly, the getting married part. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry okay. that it's ending. No, Chuck, Chuck has some recent experience in that arena. So, and I and I actually have yeah. two times two times worth of experience in in the yeah, divorce this is, arena. So, yes, this is my second divorce. I'm I'm now a single man as of what 
was it three weeks or something like that? Not, I not long. Yeah, not long. Oh, wow. The ladies, the ladies, Lennon yeah. from Shaq. He's the ladies man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, so, wait. So, wait. Did she sing that song? Is that her singing that, though? Oh, no, 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 no. That's uh, the band Perry. Oh, man. They were good. That was like, oh, really yeah. Good. Oh, so, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. It was a it was well put video. I mean, that's probably the only video that the guy ever did that actually looked decent. But I mean, it, it worked. It, it, it worked out great. I mean, it really did, and uh, it was definitely an experience that night. I mean, we didn't uh, we didn't really hear anything that night because I mean, we of course we stayed the night there, and, and uh, definitely the McNutt House. Awesome, awesome, awesome people. I mean, they they rent that place out for like I think seven hundred to eight hundred dollars for events. I mean, it's gorgeous, and nice. their uh, their wedding gift to us was for us to have the wedding there for free, and gave us a room for Lovely. free. Lovely. I was like, oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> well, oh yeah. So here's what I want to know, though, Dave. Are you a little? creeped out by the extent to which Chuck has cyber-stalked you in doing his research for the show. <laughs> hey! I'm prepared! <laughs> yeah, you, look, you get, yeah, I'm not really creeped out, because I'm not gonna lie, I do, on our radio show, I do the same thing. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you Dave. <laughs> I wait, see, I wait to the last minute, and while while Carissa's on there talking, I'm on I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the laptop, ding, 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 you know, typing stuff in. Like, yeah, okay, I got this now. Now I can take yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I I hate to say it, Chuck prepares, or, or as I like to say, cyber stalks you. Um, and and I just I just cut. Yeah, he's got pages of notes, and I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, it well, works. Well, it works for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. You know, because he has the prepared questions, and I have the off-the-cuff or often clueless questions. <laughs> well, now I have to go find your documentary because I'm not, I'm uh, a documentary of was it Osbo? I need to go yeah. check this out and see what that's about. Oh yeah, it's on uh, twistedcarnival.com. <laughs> twistedcarnival.com. You can find out all the information about that and uh, the Chandra May case. You can go to Ghost Scouters like a scout, go scouters.com to find out about all the Chandra May stuff that's been going on. Uh, we'll be live streaming too again. Hopefully I can get the Degum thing to work right this time. Uh, let's see. Then you can go to, well, I'm dumb. My, uh, the other business I'm part in is called eventscreamer.com. We promote local bands and, uh, you know, bars here in Jackson. We do photography, videography, we do flyers. Anybody out there wants a flyer for any of their event, paranormal event or whatever, let us know. Go to eventscreamer.com and we can produce them. I mean, it's only $30 for a flyer that you can print out. I mean, it's, it's great work. Gene's been doing it for, oh my gosh, probably 15, 20 years doing flyers. So, I mean, they definitely pop. Well, that's good because I might be looking for some because I'm starting to do events this year. So, cool. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's like this show is Chuck's personal resources. (laughs) I swear. (laughs) Chuck Chuck finds things he can use with everybody on this show. It's like, oh, wait, you want to give me a reading? What? You want to do my... My horoscope chart. But I don't ask for the stuff. I just, oh, my God. See? Busting my balls, Dave. Oh, no, I see. Here's the deal. They send all the books to Cheryl, and she never forwards them on to the hosts. Um, Occasionally, she does. Chuck gets, like, all of the guests are like, oh, well, I can do this for you, Chuck. 
For me, I just probably because I don't prepare, so they think I don't care about them. Yes, Karen, Karen get some seconds. I make buddies. I with you. So, you know, Dave, you're my new buddy, right? You're my new buddy. <laughs> Bam, there you go. I'll be talking to you, dude. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. See, I'll Facebook friend you later. Don't worry, man. All right, cool. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, the bottom line is Chuck is just a nicer person than me. And so everybody. No, really stop. No, stop. You're a sweetheart. You know it. You're my sister. You know it. I love you. Stop it. Um, I just, so, I like people. Sorry. I know, I, I, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of, in spite of the fact that I do a radio show, I'm kind of a shy girl, so. <laughs> oh, you're great, you're great. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, you were talking about, uh, y'all were talking about the, you know, you know, getting gifts or something like that. Uh, I think one of the best gifts I've got so far is a pair of horse shirt from Scott. Oh, we had Scott, it's Scott yes, yes. Yeah, yes. I don't. I do not have a pair of horse shirt. I want a pair uh, of horse shirt. Gotta what get the one. They're awesome. I think Scott sells them. We hey Cheryl, get Scott back on the radio show. Maybe he'll send Chuck a free shirt. Yep. Yeah, free is <laughs> always good, my friends. Free is always good. Hey, I tell you what. I tell you what. Those those shirts stand out because I wore them to our last event in Jackson. We were couple covering a couple of bands. Doing the photography stuff out there, man. As soon as I walked in there, I was you know, outside smoking a cigarette, lay back. Next thing you know, people started walking out. I said, oh, pair of whore. I love it. I love it. I love it. I was like, all right, selfie. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got, he's got those shirts spread all over the world, I tell you. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't had Scott on the show in a while. He's a lot of fun. So thanks for bringing him up. We'll have to have him as a guest. Oh, yeah. So, he's a great guy. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned that, um, or you, you mentioned a few places where people can go to find stuff about you. And I know I told you that we were going to let you shamelessly self-promote at the end. So do you have any more that you want to, where people can find you and things uh, uh, while we've got you? Yeah, you know, like <clears throat> like I said, you can go to twistedcarnival.com. You can go look at the documentary Osbo. And uh, part two is coming out called The Ringmaster. We are filming that now. Uh, well, of course, with our webisodes and everything else, we got our hands in. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you could go there and check that out, and you can get a copy of the documentary Osbo. And whenever the Remaster comes out in 2016, you can go there as well and do that. Uh, the first webisode will be out, the Chandra May case, that will be out here hopefully in the next month. You'll be able to get online. You'll be able to watch that and actually follow some of our, some of our events that we do. Uh, check us out on Facebook ghostscouters.com or Mississippi Paranormal Research Institute. Uh, we have events happening all the time. And if you're in the Mississippi area or local southern areas, if you want to make a trip out there, I mean, come out there and check us out. We're actually, February 27th, we're doing Dairy Queen in Pearl. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, really. You're doing, you're doing Dairy Queen. You mean you're like investigating yes. a Dairy Queen? Yeah, well, we're going to be doing a 101 paranormal, free, uh, free, paranormal, uh, free paranormal 101 ghost hunting type thing. So oh. the community, yeah, yeah, the community can come in, eat, eat, get a blizzard or whatever they want to do, and sit there and they can listen to us talk about goose stuff and go over some of the equipment. And I mean, cool. it, it's yeah, I mean, it's cool, cool to have the, have the community come in free of charge, like we did the boat here in Vicksburg, the big Mississippi Five. We did that for we did that a free investigation to raise raise awareness for misplaced families in Vicksburg. And that turned out awesome, man. That turned out really awesome. 
so yeah. Okay, so I have a I have a tagline for your Dairy Queen event. There you go. You ready? <laughs> yes. Get some thrills with your chills. <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> it's not trademarked. Awesome. You can use it. <laughs> awesome. There you go. I will All make right. sure if we if we film this, I will make sure I'll throw that in there just for you. <laughs> oh, look at that. See, you got something. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. So, Dave, it's been fun talking to you. I hope that you will come back on, um, especially when the new documentary comes out. Come on. We can talk about that. And, um, you know, once a friend of Paranormal Underground, always a friend of Paranormal Underground. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank thanks, you. Dave. Have a great evening, and thanks for coming on. Thanks, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. All, right, All right. Good night. All right. There you go. And there I go with my great taglines again. Get some thrills with your chills. I, I like that. I know. Put that on the flyer right now. I'm telling you. Man, that guy was cool. I like him. I'm going to have to Facebook friend him. Oh, there. Jack's got a new buddy again. <laughs> See, here's the thing. is that you, you are like uh -huh. super friendly. And so it never occurs to you. And I mean, it shouldn't. It occurs to me, like, I I just always think, well, I don't want to bother them. You know, they're going to think, who's this Karen Fraser chick? And so, but you're just, like, all in. Uh, that's it. I don't care. I'm doing it. All I can do is just not talk to me or not, you know, friend me. Hey, but, you know, I'm getting better because, like, I went someplace today with people full of strangers. Yeah. And There you go. Look, I know. Yeah. See? I know. That's, I mean, that's unusual for me. So I'm getting there. I know. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you doing that, actually. So. Yes. Well, that's right, because I, I want to glow. <laughs> and you glow so lovely, too, by the way. No, I'm working on putting myself out there more and actually getting out. And it, it like, I'm fine if it's in my element. Like, if it's at the ghost conference where I'm a speaker and all of that, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I'm signing books, I'm fine. If it's yeah. at the museum, I'm fine. But going places with people, uh, like, yeah, like people yeah. that I don't know, that's yeah. really difficult for me. Like when I walked into the library that I've never been to, and with people, I don't know who these people were because I was in a different neighborhood. Well, so. But they were there to see you, though. See, I don't have any problem with that. The public speaking stuff, that's not it. It's actually going into a situation, oh, like okay, a gotcha. type okay. of situation gotcha. where I don't gotcha. know people. And I have to, and you know, and I know people are going to talk to me and... <laughs> God forbid they talk to you. You walked into the room. <laughs> people don't, up, Hi, I'm Karen Frazier. It's nice to meet you. People don't realize that I'm actually super shy. So. Yeah, that's kind of hard for people to wrap their brains around because, I mean, to me, you're not super shy. I when mean, you first me, met me, wasn't I a little bit, though? Yeah, you were a little quiet. Yeah, you were a little quiet. Oh, I'll give you that. You were a little Yeah. Quiet. I mean, when we first met in person, yeah. I was a little yeah, you shy. Were really like, like, oh, hi, Hey, yeah, then I just wore you down. <laughs> Karen, Karen, I love you. I love you. You're like, okay, I like this guy. He's all right. <laughs> well, no, I knew I liked you. It wasn't that. Yes. I'm just, I, I just tend to be fairly I shy. I know. I just. That's I just why I, I, I like Facebook and texting is because I can be like more oh. open, friendlier. Where like on the phone or something, it might be awkward. So. I go through hi, 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 hi. I am working on that. I'm trying to get better at that. And I mean, because Jim's like that. Jim can. Jim will talk to anybody, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. Yeah. And um, 
And so if I have Jim with me, I'm fine. He's like my courage. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but if it's just me going someplace by myself with a, like, there's this, um, at the, the yoga studio where I'm, I'm starting to take this class, they are having this concert, um, like in a couple of weeks and it's a, mm-hmm. a Tibetan singing bowl concert mm-hmm. yeah. and I totally want to go. Never been to one of those before. But I'm afraid to go them, by myself. But I can do it. I'm going to oh, go by myself. You can go by yourself. You'll make new friends. It'll be fun. And you'll be walking out and going, I can do this again. I can. Once you get it, it's like an addiction. Well, and that's it. Once I get to know somebody, I'm fine. I mean, yeah. once I've, I've talked to you once, I'm fine. And I, I mean, I've had people say, oh, I just thought you were really stuck up. And I was like, no, I was terrified. But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, there. So you go. Look at David Childers. Accepted my friend's request. There you go on the phone. Oh, another buddy. That was fast. Another buddy. Yeah. He and Chuck are going to be skyping like tomorrow, Cheryl. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my God. So we have business, don't we? Do we have business? Why did my camera go orange? Look at that. I don't know. That's really creepy looking. <laughs> I like it. All right, continue. Go ahead, Cheryl. Yes. We have business. Yeah, we probably do have some business. Um, oh, look, she says it right. She doesn't say business. Yeah, sorry about it's that. Business. I'm bo- I'm boring that way. <laughs> Oats. <laughs> uh, come back next week because we're going to be back on Thursday, February 11th, and our guest will be a returning guest, Daryl E. Berry, author of Yay! the upcoming one of Chuck's best buddies. Yes, my buddy. We yeah, love, we love Daryl. Um, he's going to be putting out a book soon called Classes on a Course in Miracles. Oh, A Course in Miracles is a, is cool. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he also would like to chat about, um, let me get this right, pure, Some kind of pure, duality, right? pure non-dualism. He also wants to chat about true spirituality. So it's going to be deep, folks. Please join <gasps> us. I'm super excited because I'm so woo-woo. That's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you <laughs> know, when he's on, it just kind of blows your mind. I, I just, it's like, pew. You know how it is, so. Well, maybe he blows your mind, Cheryl. <laughs> oh, oh, ouch. Ouch. Okay. Yes. Yes, he maybe does. Maybe I am stuck up. <laughs> maybe. No, you're not. No, you're not. It's all good. Um, yes. Oh, we Bob. love Daryl. Yes, we do. Bob just said he read Daryl's book. Well worth read. He, he His yeah. book is on my Kindle. I haven't read it yet because I'm reading this big, long, super long, like, 24 hours to read book about uh, vibrational healing. So yeah, that book um, that's already out that Daryl wrote is about out of body experience or as they also call it astral travel. Yeah. Travel far. Yeah. Travel far. And um, it's well worth the read. I agree with Bob. It's, it's really interesting because he talks about not only his own personal experiences with it, but practical exercises that really anybody can use to try and uh, astral travel. Yeah. Like yeah. That. So I'm excited that Daryl's coming on next week. And um, so did we actually get stuck on Daryl and not go on to further? <laughs> we got stuck. Weeks? We got stuck. <laughs> um, stuck. Yep. Go let's, figure. Let's go one. Let's let's tell you about our February 18th show. We'll okay. be talking to Gavin Lee Davies, and I believe he's based out of the UK, or maybe not. But anyway, uh, he's the author of a most haunted house, as well as the book that's. A bit controversial called Ghost Sex Woo! The Violation. Oh my god, it's not that kind of ghost sex. 
I think we should have seventies. Bad kind. I think we should have seventies. Boing chicka wow wow. Is it? I was gonna say, is it like, is it like a ghost key party where they all put their keys in the bowl and (laughs) ghost swingers? Oh my god. I don't think so. This poor guest is in no. trouble, I'm telling you. Da, da, da. Yeah. No, and I know you actually, when I said that you don't always send me send the books to the hosts, we actually do. You sent that to us, and I just, like I say, I'm in the middle yeah. of this uh, vibrational healing book, and so that's going to take a while. Ooh, so Bob says your book on crystals is on his next reading, is next on his it's reading next list. Next on his reading list. Nice. Well, Bob, I've got to tell you, I... Um, I, I have to tell you that get going on that because as Cheryl knows, I have set a rather aggressive writing schedule for yeah. this year. Yeah, that's you have. We'll see if I actually can do it. You can do it. <laughs> but you can do it. Well, right. I'm a little behind right now because of uh, Jim's event. But yeah, yeah. The permanent should be coming out here pretty soon. Nice. That's going to be so uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, you read it. Uh, all You, Bob, and yes. uh, Chuck have all read it. I, I really, I have to say, I, I really liked it a lot. Um, I Can't really, wait to get my after reading that, I really want to go there very badly and visit all the rooms. Yes. Well, get on a plane. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who did the photography for that book, but he's a lovely guy. Yes, there's Chuck's pictures <laughs> in there. There were a lot of nice pictures in there. I wanted to see more. No, they I were so awesome. Cool. Yeah. I was excited. I know Cheryl wants more pictures, and I—that's one of the things I need to do. And there's some stuff I need to work out with uh, the owner about some things, um, just uh, the way that we're going to talk about certain things. So uh, the book is essentially done, and uh, the latest it will be out is April first. Oh, not too bad. Okay, not too much longer yeah. then. Yeah, the latest—that's the very latest, and I—and I'm hoping I'll get it out sooner. So we shall see, because I'd like to—I like to get one book out before I move on to the next, but I've already started outlining the next one, so. I have to, I have to get an autographed copy from my library, of course. Yes. Of, I have of the permanents? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'll send you a copy of that. Don't worry. I know. I know, That's you need same. a Karen Fraser shelf. I So far, I'm doing pretty good. I got all the, except for the cookbooks. I don't have any of the cookbooks, but I have all the others. Well, I now I have... Soup to- one. Do you have both chicken soups or just one of the chicken soups? Uh, it's just the one. I didn't notice. Oh, I didn't notice. Oh, I didn't notice another one. I had the one that you sent me. Yeah, oh. I don't think we were as close when the other one came out, and so you probably didn't get one. Uh, I can't even remember what the other one was, like find your inner strength or something like that. Oh, okay. All right. No, I have the other one. Let's get that. Bob one. said Bob was just talking about my crystals book, and he said he ignored the Amazon reviews. And so I was worried. I thought, oh, crap, I better go look and see because maybe they're horrible. It's like yeah. all but a half a star. Oh, my God, Karen, uh-huh. Karen. I was like, I was like I'm was like, i on the page because I saw Bob's message. I'm like, what happened with Karen's Amazon? Bob, right? you messing with us it's, or what? Bob is messing with us. You got almost <laughs> all five stars. You got a couple four oh, stars. Hey, Bob, yeah. One three star. One three star. Freak them all That's off, it. Bob. Jeez, yeah. Bob. <laughs> he also told me he has, I, we have to have a gun show again soon that's what he just said earlier uh, I said you'd well. be proud of me Bob you'd be proud of me I've done good so I heard a rumor Cheryl that you're actually trying to get the February magazine out by the middle of the month oh I have been challenged and I am, is, it, is it going to happen I, I am, don't you. what yes <laughs> it's going to happen what the heck was that like a chicken tongue <laughs> 
exactly a lot of crazy what? chicken sound. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? That's my that's my Discord Wow, sound. I've never heard that before. I didn't know you could make that noise. That's what? crazy. Yeah, right. thank you. Thank you. I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I am here to entertain and impress. <laughs> You're you know, a wild girl. I am. Like you. That's right. That's right. And yes, it will be out by the mid-month. Okay, fingers crossed. And I, I would like to just point out something because this is so spectacularly exciting that I don't think it has happened in the history of Paranormal Underground Magazine. What? I got my articles in for March the day after the deadline. You did? Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't think that's ever happened before. <laughs> I, I, I will stay silent right at this point because I am. It's, but it's super exciting. Because not, only, I just, what, what? not only have you gotten... Did you get February's end to make it into the issue? But you got March's in on time, pretty much. Well, it was Whoa. the day after the deadline. Because didn't you say that isn't the deadline for March like February first? It is, yes. And I, but that was Jim was still in the hospital then, so I got it in on like February second. I 2nd. can't believe. I really can't believe with everything going on, you got it in that early. I can't believe it either. On the <laughs> other hand, some other hosts didn't get me anything. <laughs> Oh, does that mean it doesn't even have a February article? No. I don't have a... No, no. I don't have a... Shock! I I, no. You know, I no, you can't. I said you... Do the Gravity Hill. You can bang that out. Bang it out, Chuck. Bang it out. <laughs> I love it when women say that to me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyways... Yeah, if they're saying bang it out, what they're saying is, would you just... Bounce, bounce. This isn't be fun for me. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Ouch. Um... Yeah, so, no, I do have to get it. I, it's just, it was crazy with the promotion thing, and uh, 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 it's just been crazy. So, yes. Uh, uh, excuse me. I'm off Saturday. Husband, I'm I, off my, Saturday. Um, excuse me. My husband was in the hospital for five days. And oh, I'm God. <laughs> Can you hear this, people? It's my head hitting the mic. <laughs> okay, Saturday, I'll, 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 I'll rip it out. On, I'll rip it out on Saturday. All right, cool. Rip it right out of there. All, All right. right. No pressure. Just kidding. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the folks. All day Saturday, I'm going to text Chuck. Did you get a ticket? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Article on Saturday. I'm writing it down it's, right now. For those for those listeners who may not know, have any idea what we're talking about, we're talking about Paranormal Underground Magazine. Oh, yes, it's because they wouldn't magazine. know. <laughs> well, first-time listeners may not know. We love about. it. We love that if, magazine. If I'm just being it. lazy. If, if yes. you have never seen it, go to Paranormal underground.net and check it out. Oh, listen to that segue. That was excellent. <laughs> nice. Ooh, and I love it so much. message, Cheryl. Woo. I have a giant poster of the cover in my living room. That's how much I, I love it. I want a giant poster of the cover for my living room. Well, I'll have to bring you up and send it to you then because it's really cool. I like the one. It was the one with the trees. It was really creepy. With the, the face. face was awesome. Yeah, yes. the face and the trees. That one's awesome. I think, that's, cool. I think that's the one I want. All right. I'm writing it down. Writing it down. Poster for Karen. Because Lord knows I've sent you a bunch of free crap. Oh, my God. I'm doing it. I'm writing it. Poster for Karen. There we go. Done. I have to just go Thank to work you. and say, print this thing off, bitches. Oh, can I say that on the air? <laughs> I think I did already. Yeah, that one's okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think next week. Yes. Yo. Because you dug up a bunch of our uh, our old silly bits <laughs> that we used to do. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that we should bring some of them out next week. Now, there will require some context because several of them were just mo mostly of me making fun of Rick Hale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was really, I mean, he was the best fodder for that kind of stuff, let's be honest. 
Yeah. But I think definitely my American Idol audition, and I think we should pull out the real men of genius. Zach Bagans should be over it by now. I would yeah. think so. He's pretty yeah. popular. So it's like a hard yeah. I know. I mean, if they're, you know, it's like uh, I one time asked Jason Hawes, I, because it was like whenever I would do, I used to blog a lot on, on the paranormal, blah, 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 the paranormal <laughs> underground website. Uh, uh, and whenever, whenever I would blog something where I had gone to Jason for comment, people would just be like insane. Oh, my God. How could you talk? Blah, blah, blah. And I finally said to him, how do you do this? How do you... I, how can you stand to have all these people that whenever your name comes up, they just go basically, pardon my French, batshit crazy? And he said, he said, because at least they're talking about you. <laughs> so, oh, that's, there you go. so that's, yep. that's what Zach, I, I feel like Zach should feel that too, because it wasn't even about him. It was people who wanted to be like him. I like him. I think he's cool. I like him I too. Like him too. I have I the like cool him. fusion. I have the CD has the fusion one where it's like the music with the, it's cool. I like him. I so book. I know, but but I'm just saying that we heard his feel. I heard his feelings specifically. Oh. It was me, even yeah, though it wasn't right. about him. And I explained to him that it wasn't about him, but I don't think he believed me. And that's where we are. Can we be- can we beg to get him on the show? Is it possible? Because man, I would love to talk to that dude. I'll try again. Please beg. I'll try again. All right. Well, you can you can tell him that he can do a pre-record with Chuck, and I won't be on if it's you know. If it's <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, it's time to, it's it's time to wrap up, folks. It's time. That's right. So, um, thank you everyone for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We will be back next week at six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. in Illinois and other times in other flyover states. You guys all, notice I didn't say y'all, you guys all have a great week. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something paranormal.